0: All right, this is The Real Deal. I'm Sarah Riley. I'm a wife, a mom of three girls, and a successful businesswoman. And I've been keeping it real since 1982. I'm not a self-made millionaire. Well, not yet anyways. I'm not famous, just a regular girl with big goals and a lot of drive. I'm extremely competitive, but mostly with myself. Okay, and my husband. Everybody. (laughs) I'm competitive with everybody, but I don't have to be the best just the best version of me. This is the show where we keep it real on business, real estate, parenting, health, marriage, all the things. Nothing is taboo. This is real talk, real life, the real deal. Hey, we're talking shame. (laughs) We're talking shame today. Shame and vulnerability. Wow. It's heavy. It is. It's a little heavy. We're going to try and keep it light and fun. (laughs) I don't know if we are, but we're going to talk about it because, well, for a lot of reasons, but I was just at a women's uh, retreat conference. Um, I feel I don't want to call it a retreat because it was like a lot of hard internal emotional work. And I feel like at a retreat, I was I would have been like yoga and doing breathing (laughs) exercises along with internal journaling and work. But this was all work. So I'm going to call it a conference. Um, you have to do goat yoga next time. Try that. Goat yoga? What's that? Well, they climb all oh. over your back while you're doing <laughs> yoga pose. You've never heard of goat yoga? No. Oh, my gosh. Look into it. Yeah. I love goats. The, They're so cute. They might pee or poo on you. Gross. Um, it's a short class. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get like goats to go poop before? Okay, go potty. We're going to do yoga. <laughs> right before class. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. I'm going to. It's like I got things in my mind now, plain <laughs> stories. I'm going to have to go like Google that. Okay. So we're talking about shame because it came up and it's so prevalent, like of the sh- shame we have on ourselves, not so much other people. We're going to talk about that too, but really what we tell ourselves and letting go of shame, letting mm-hmm. go of it, yep. and being vulnerable because. To really let go of shame, you have to be able to talk about it. And talking about the things that scare you, that you're shameful for or feel guilty about, um, those things make you vulnerable. And being vulnerable can be really scary. Yes. But it's not. I mean, it is scary, but it's actually courageous. It's very courageous to be vulnerable. And that's really, truly how we connect with people is by being vulnerable. I thought, I went into this conference and I thought, dude, I got this in the bag. I could teach this it? I'm vulnerable (laughs) all the time. I got a podcast. I got a radio show. I talk about all the things. Uh, Yes, I can definitely talk about letting go of shame. Um, A lot of things about being a working mom and, um, you know, what all goes into that. Because we all have shame and guilt around, like, our children and what we're not doing for them or what we think we're not. Or shame about being excited to go to work and proud that I have a career yeah, I let go of that crap a long time ago, mm-hmm. a long time ago. But I did have a revelation. I did. I realized that because um, one thing we I joke about a lot uh, is that I'm not good at I'm not good at celebrating, mm-hmm. right? I'm not good at celebrating, and I just always like associated with that with being really driven. I'm not good at celebrating because I'm so focused on the next goal, the next thing that I'm just driven, and I don't I don't need to celebrate, but When I did the work and I dug in, I realized that the reason that one of the reasons, probably the biggest reason, that I don't celebrate my success or even talk about it. If you're my friend, um, I might talk a little bit about my work, but I definitely downplay it. Play small when it comes to my job. Um, And it's only if you ask me a question. Mm -hmm. I never bring up my job. You don't. To strangers, to my friends which is crazy because I'm in sales (laughs) and I should be talking about how I can help you finance your dream home. But um, I do when it's in context, but I don't talk or celebrate or brag about my success. And I realize that it's because of the things I'm telling myself that I'm not good enough, that people are going to figure out I'm just a fraud. I don't really deserve to be where I'm at, um, you know, that I don't have a college degree. So, you know, that's just little old me. And I say that like it's just it's and we just, just say things right? a lot, mm-hmm. uh, which we're going to talk more about. But um, that's not true. I mean, if I was if somebody was telling me that and even when I say it out loud, I'm like, Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> that is some Sarah. BS. Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, girl. You worked your booty off. You're amazing at your job. Yep. You know it like you were you're in this position for a reason you have a calling to do amazing things helping people buy homes encouraging inspiring others like hello uh, and if somebody else was telling me that I would tell them the same thing mm-hmm. and sometimes to move past something that's in your head you have to bring it to the light you got to l- say it out loud you got to take away its power and talk about it so that was um that was like my revelation and so it's not you can celebrate your success. You don't, need, you don't even need people to celebrate. Mm-mm. You did something good. You can stop for a minute and be like, heck yeah, Sarah. Good job. Good job. Get your party dance on. You know, have a glass of wine when you get home. Whatever you need to do to celebrate to say you did something good because we're teaching our kids to do those things yes. to celebrate their wins. You need to be living it. So I got through that without crying. I'm pretty proud of myself. Good job. Ha. Woo. Just put that vulnerability right out there. So we tend to tell ourselves a story when things happen. And a lot of times we're making up opinions of what other people think of us. Yes. It's not even what they think. or We don't know what they think because we're creating something. Mm-hmm. Right. So like as an example, let's just say that you see a post. Actually, it just happened to me. <laughs> uh, gosh, I'm just keeping it so real today. Oh, so, oh my goodness. <laughs> Too much sharing. Uh, no, it's great. Uh, so you, let's say you see a post on, you know, social media. And you immediately start telling yourself a story, like creating a story in your mind of that person is talking to you. Mm -hmm. They're saying something to you um, negatively, and that's not true. And you don't know if it's true. And if it is true, it's not really none of your business because they haven't told you that. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. Because really, the only opinions that matter are like positive, constructive, loving feedback from people that care about you. Mm -hmm. And even then, you have to... Hear it, acknowledge it, and let it go. Because we're not perfect, right? And um, we can't hold the weight of other people's opinions on us. Man, Mm -hmm. you just be like squished to the ground, totally weighed down. That's not fair to you or anyone around you because you can't be your best self when you're carrying around this load on your shoulders that you shouldn't even be carrying. Right. Right? So if someone tells you their opinion of you, which it happens, you know, it does happen. Okay. You hear it. This also happened to me yesterday. <laughs> wow. Well, I've had a lot of growth in the last couple of days. Oh, moly. Holy moly. I'm growing. Um, I wish I grew taller and grew into my feet, but that's growing emotionally. Oh. Um, so I was having someone tell me what they thought of me mm-hmm. or what their opinion was. But I have grown enough emotionally to know that when someone's telling you that their opinion of you that is not necessarily reality. That is their reality and their reality is based on their perception and what they've gone through in life. And so it doesn't even necessarily mean it is like the true you. It's just what, how they're feeling or thinking in that moment. And so I was able to like, you know, not take on any of that Mm -hmm. and have a conversation where I just dug in. Tell me more. Why do you feel that way? Can you give me an example? And then when you break it down and you and you have the conversation, it usually comes to light there was something that happened. Yeah. And it's not really actually a reflection of who you are. So you have to let go. But a lot of times we're not even we're telling ourselves a story based on nothing that mm. someone told us <laughs> and everything that we're creating in our mm. head. So when you're creating these stories in your head, you have to stop and be like, Is this real? Mm. Is this real? What I'm telling myself right now, all these thoughts of like, Sarah, you don't deserve this. Um, Well, you didn't go to college, so you shouldn't be successful. (laughs) Is that real? Is that really real? Or am I fueling this fire that's like, you know, smoldering in my head? This like, you know, because normally when we're creating these stories, we're exaggerating our already existing insecurities and fears. Yes. And so we're creating this story to just like bring ourselves down. Now, why do we do that? I don't know. I think it's a challenge, but you can train yourself to not have those or to shut it down. Like you start thinking about it, but then you have to say, no, this isn't the truth. Right. You could do like, I used to be like, I rebuke those thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like to go a little religious, you Woo! know, um, or you could just do, you know, shut up Janice. Because,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: everyone has their name for that chick that, um, you know, puts you down that like whatever that person that you envision who is like. Like, just judging you and it, putting their opinions and their crap on you. Bye, Felicia. You know, you picture that person. You put a name on that person. This is a Rachel Hollis thing. You, like, put a name on that person, and then you're just like, you know, shut up, Janice. I don't know why mine's Janice, but Janice is always messing with me on airplanes and all kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, judging me at the Target. Janice. But you have a name, and when that per- that's that person talking, and you just have to shut it down. You got to shut it down. But when you make up in your head an opinion that other people are thinking of you and you're making it up, you've got to own it. You have to own it and be like, no, that is me saying that and I need to stop because it's not them and it's not fair to put that opinion on someone else that they didn't even express to you. Just because they put a picture or made some comment or whatever something on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is... um, and you decide that all of a sudden they're judging you and judging your life based on something they said on social media, no. You gotta own that, that is not them. That is you creating that story. Shut up, Janice. When you really love yourself and you start to like let go of the shame, which is hard, it is hard to do, but when you do that, you show up and are present in the space that you're in, in the ground that you're on. Because when you're holding on to shame, you're not really present in what's going on around you because you're all wrapped up in some story in your head rather than being present in the moment. So guilt and shame are very different things. Guilt is doing something bad and shame is being bad. So when you're holding on to shame, you're saying you're a bad person. I'm actually bad. When you feel guilty about something, um, that's because you made a mistake right? And you did something wrong, but you can just, you can release that guilt and not let it even go to shame by speaking it out loud and apologizing no matter what it is. And there's some things that you don't even need to apologize for. You just need to get over. Mm. For example, uh, my daughter, uh, Randy, my husband, uh, Rando was gone last night and I had mm, three things at the same time. So I had my daughter's first slack basketball practice Uh, a soccer game, her soccer game as well at the same time, and then my youngest daughter's soccer practice. And so I'm, like, trying to figure out the day, and I realize, because the day is just flying by, i got lots going on, at 5 o'clock that I didn't call her coach and let her know she wasn't going to be at her soccer game. Okay? That's, you know, no big deal. Her game's at 5.15, by the way. But on top of that, I was a treat parent. (laughs) Oh, No. Okay, so Payne didn't show up to soccer, and we didn't. They, none of the kids had treats. And we all know <laughs> that if they don't have a treat for the, like, 10-minute drive oh, home, they might die, right? the end of the world. I'm so over being – okay, I don't know how many parents out there feel this way, but I am so over being a treat parent. I know. Why yeah. do we do the treats? You guys, the games are five minutes from the house. They've ran around for an hour and a half. Like, how many hours do they run outside? Do we have, like, prepackaged snacks for them in the – you know, sitting at the front door when they want it? Oh, here's your Capri Sun, your string cheese, your granola bar, and your – Fishy crackers. Like, and by the way, the treats are not one item. There's like 45 items. They're like in a bag, tied with a ribbon. And oh, my gosh. I got to do that this weekend. Uh Uh-huh. I can't. There's got to be like a cutoff, okay? Once you reach fourth grade, treats are over. You're fine. Because like (laughs) you need those when they're in kindergarten to like bribe them. Like finish playing and you get your treat. You like use that as leverage. But when they're older, like come on. Anywho. That's something I just need to let go of and not feel... I don't need to write an apology letter to all the people on the soccer team and say, I'm so sorry that your kids didn't have, you know, their Capri Sun and fishy crackers after the game. That's just, I It's I felt bad. I made a mistake. I apologized to the coach. And then I moved on. There are bigger things that we make mistakes for that we have to apologize for that are hard to apologize for. Yeah, It's hard to admit sometimes that... We made a mistake and really because the reason you don't want to do that is because you have to be vulnerable Yeah, and there's so much power and courage in that. Like how, what about your kids? You know, how many times have we made a mistake by letting our kids down or maybe not handled the situation the way that we should have. We, Our emotions get the best of us sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're not all perfect. We're definitely not perfect parents and in those moments where you make a mistake How much power isn't to sit down with your kids and apologize and say, I'm sorry, I didn't handle that right. Um, This is, you know, how I feel. This is what I should have done because you're teaching them like it's so empowering what you're teaching them and how they should treat people. But also they're going to respect you so much more than you just acting like something never happened, which we tend to do Mm -hmm. when we don't want to make ourselves vulnerable and have those hard conversations. But that's where like the true growth is. Because, you know, one event or one moment does not define you as a mother or father. Motherhood is way bigger than one situation. doesn't make you a bad mom. You don't have to hold on and bury that situation and create shame in your mind about, like, how you failed your children. No. You made a mistake. You feel guilty. You talk to them about it. And then you move on. Yes. You let it go. It is okay. It is. So I've been reading this book um Carly, you've already read it. Yeah, I listened to it actually, and um, it's called Daring Greatly by Brené Brown. If you haven't read the book, it's a life changer, uh, and she also has a thing on Netflix. So, uh, I'm there's some things. I mean, she's just a genius. Her research on vulnerability is incredible, but she says what you know matters, but who you are matters more, and that just resonated with me so much because I. Not just in being a parent because I feel like, man, we're like failing forward every day as a parent. (laughs) Like learning and growing and how you parented your first child versus your third. And, man, you could just dwell in all the shame of what you did wrong. Or you could know that you're a great parent and you love your kiddos and you're doing your best to have an amazing life for them. And that's who you are, not what you know. And it's the same in work, you know, is uh, there's a lot of lenders Right. And Mm -hmm. some of them may know more about something um, than others. But at the end of the day, it's really who you are, how you handle situations, how you show up for your clients. You know what who you are is so much different than what, you know, because you can learn things. You don't know something cool. You can go figure it out. Most cases. But who you are is so much greater and so much more important than that. You know, the thought of not being enough, I think, um, resonates with all of us because I feel like, you know, we're constantly feeling like we're not enough in business, in life, in, you know, parenting, whatever it is. We're, like you wake up in the morning already behind. Mm. Like, yep. do you feel like that? when you wake up and you're like, crap, man, I got so much to do today. Oh, I didn't do that yesterday. Ugh. Like you're already like telling yourself negative talk yeah. the minute you get up. Yep. Which, you know, you can combat with a lot of things like, you know, having gratitude in the mornings, trying to set your intention. But it just, it, it sinks in there. And it's an active, intentional practice to Mm. try and not have those thoughts. Yes. And wake up feeling like, dude, I did my best yesterday. I'm going to do my best today. And I am enough. Yes, I got this. Yeah. Okay, you know when you, like, hurt yourself? I I recently fell really hard. and No uh, way. (laughs) Actually, this is... (laughs) I can't believe that happened. I fall all the time. I actually was just telling Randy, like, two nights ago when I got back from this women's conference that I fell, uh, I'm like, yeah, I was walking down the the street. I'm looking for this place. Uh, I was like, all these little restaurants. I'm yelping, like, where am I going to (laughs) go? And I biffed it on the sidewalk and, like, yard sailed everything, fell to the ground, and I'm, like, so embarrassed. I look up. There's these people sitting on this little patio right there eating, looking at me, and I was embarrassed for a half a second. Then I was like, no, you guys should be embarrassed. How could you not ask me if I'm okay? I can't believe they didn't ask you so like that help you or anything. Nothing. That's awful. I like had to get up, gather my belongings, <laughs> I literally threw it down the sidewalk. And it it hurts really bad when you're 36 and you hit the ground. Oh, yeah. Ow. It hurts. Yeah. And um I was telling Brandy this story and I was like, you know that feeling? And he was like, no, Sarah, I cannot remember a time that I have fallen to the ground. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, it happened to me just last week. He probably doesn't want to let you go on these because every time <laughs> I get hurt. <laughs> you get hurt, I do get hurt. Because I dare greatly. I take risks. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. I was just tripped on my uh... own big feet. But um, <laughs> before, prior to that, I I hit my shin really bad. And you know, like your shin, there's no meat there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And I have this huge bump and it's hurt. And you know when you hurt yourself, like something like that or your finger or whatever, you're telling, like, I'm hurt. I tell the kids, like, my leg hurts so that they're like try to stay away, th- yeah. away from it. Because if you don't tell anybody that it's hurt, it's like, they're climbing on it. They're Ugh. smacking you. Oh, did I hit you with that? I'm yeah, so sorry. Even still, the kids still get you. They do. Ugh. But when you are hurt, you have to like tell people you're hurt mm-hmm. so that they're, you know, they're sensitive to that and they mm. don't cuz otherwise you have this tender little this little hurt and then it continues to get hurt more and more cuz you haven't said, "I'm hurt here." It's the same with your feelings. Mm. It's the same. Like if you don't tell people this is hurting me, and honestly I am really good at this because when something's bothering me, I like to move on. I don't like to harbor things. Yeah. I don't like wasting time on negative feelings. So if some if I can't get over it on my own, then I tell people like this hurts right now. You address it. You and definitely do. You know. Like if, if you're hurting and you don't tell someone this is hurting me, how are they ever gonna stop hurting you? Mm. Or I mean, you have to speak it out loud. It's anything guilt, shame. Like being vulnerable is talking about what hurts, saying it out loud, mm-hmm. taking away its power, so that you can move on, and that you can stop being hurt. Because a lot of times, you know, we create this stuff in our head, and and that you like, especially with like our spouses, right? I create these things in my head about like what you know, Randy gets off the phone really short and whatever, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, what a jerk. He never hears me out. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to hear my feelings. I've all this to say, and gosh, he's like grumpy and. Then later I call him back and I'm like, why are you so rude to me about that? And he's like, what are you talking about? I was at the top of the 25-foot ladder, Sarah, and I was holding (laughs) pipe over my head. I could have died. I'm like, okay, well, why did you answer the phone? Yeah, right? (laughs) Like, Hmm. why, Randy? We, like, create this. We tell ourselves these things Hmm. that are so not even true. Then you're carrying around the weight of this. It's affecting your day. It's affecting your mood. It's affecting your happiness. It's affecting how you're treating other people, how you're showing up for your kids, how you're showing up for your... You know, it, your um, co-workers, it's all the things. Trickle and down. It's a trickle down effect. And it could, it was nothing. Uh, yeah. It's not Went even true. Not even true. Mm-mm. So what limiting beliefs do you have that you're holding on to that are holding you back? The things that you're telling yourself, you know, that you're not good enough. That you can't. You're not worthy. Um, that your past defines you. Okay. These are all limiting beliefs. And... They're so not true. I mean, honestly, usually your past is what brought you here. Have you ever heard that saying, um, uh, it'll all be okay in the end, and if it's not okay, it's not the end? I just heard that, and I was like, oh, I love that, because whatever the moment is, I try and (laughs) whatever makes me feel good, I'm like at peace with it. Uh, It's happening for a reason. It's all going to be okay. I have faith, but sometimes I feel like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what could I do to fix this? <laughs> what could I do better? And when you say those limiting beliefs out loud, when you hear someone else say them, I mean, it's so empowering. You feel, I can't really? Well, I'll show you. Mm. I'll show you. But then we tell ourselves we can't or you tell yourself you're not worthy. But if somebody else told you that you're not worthy, but like, really, is that what you think? I mean, there's <laughs> 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 there's some things that, you know, or some people might let it get to them. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But okay. Let's say your daughter came up to you and started telling you all the things that you tell yourself. Yeah. She was standing in front of you and she was saying, Mom, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve to be here. I didn't earn this. I mean it break your uh, heart. Break you. Mm-hmm. It would break you. Okay. But you're telling yourself those things. I'm gonna get a little religious on you, but I feel like that's how God feels. When you're telling yourself those things, he's like, what? No. No. You are perfect the way you are. You are meant to be you. And nothing that you tell yourself or anybody else tells you is true. You are meant to be who you are. You are not broken. You are completely worthy. You're here to be your best self and nobody else. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times, you know, for me, and I don't know, I'm sure other people, I let like my past, things that I've, mistakes that I've made in my past, um, come and creep into who I am now yep. and trying to find who I am. No, you have to let go of your past because, it. Di- I mean, you are resilient to come from where everybody has a story. That's one yep. thing I learned at this women's conference. Dang, girls, you are some strong BA women. Mm-hmm. But we all have a story. And the problem is, is that sometimes other people, especially when they're trying to put their opinions on you, It really is about their story and they're thinking like all the things they went through. But if they really knew you and they really knew your story and what you went through, your story doesn't have to define you, but but you came from something. You came from somewhere. You work to be where you're at in whatever part of your life you are, personal growth, professionally, whatever, right? So you have to give yourself some grace. This is what we all need to work on is showing ourselves some grace, the same amount of grace that we would show our daughter or our friend. You know, you're at... You're sitting down having wine with a friend and they tell you all these things on their heart. Tell the, what you would say to them. Tell that stuff to yourself. Yeah. Our truth sometimes feels like it's not enough, like um, that we have to edit it. Right. We have to edit our truth. And you see it all the time mm-hmm. in social media or whatever. You're adding your truth. You're saying like this one great thing you did and maybe even making it sound greater than it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the opposite. I, I don't <laughs> want it. I don't edit my truth. I don't even sometimes share my truth. And but the problem is is that you don't your truth is enough, whatever it is, share it and just keep it the way it is because that's enough. And people are drawn to vulnerability. They connect with that because they feel the same way. And and having true connection is knowing that you feel you're going through and feeling the same way as other people. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. And when you're editing your truth, um, people can't connect with that because you're trying to make something like tell a different story. But your story is enough. You matter. Your story matters. I matter. My story matters where I came from. It does. Right? So does yours, Carly. Thank you. Your story matters. (laughs) It's just about how we talk to ourselves when situations are happening. When bad things start happening to us, like, okay, I I was having a a hard little thing and and it ended up not even being bad. Here's the thing. It ended up not being bad, but building up to it, I started telling myself the story of of these things yeah. that I'm not good enough maybe I'm not actually really good at this like you what, know what did I tell you that I was ridiculous mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah are you serious uh, and then I'm like yeah I know I'm not serious I get, I let go of it pretty I let you go do. of it pretty fast yeah. but um, we start to do that and it's like when the situation's happening you're cre- you're creating when something's happening to you you're like creating it to be this big bad thing mm. that it might not even be and it turned out not to be If you own your story, you own your truth, okay, you get to write the ending. If you're in charge of it and you don't let somebody else be in charge of your story, you get to write how it ends. Yes. You have the pen. You have the power. It's not about what happened to you. It's who you choose to be. Mike, drop. (laughs) Getting all fired up over here. Fired up. I'm fired up. You have to decide that your fears, your past, they do not define you. And they cannot hold you hostage. You are where you are because of your past. Tell your story. Own your truth. Write your story. Here's the thing. I keep hearing all these women say, I'm just Like, oh, I was at this women's conference. Some of us are branch managers. Some of us are loan officers. Some are loan officer assistants. And, uh, you know, we talked about where we are from. Like, where we're from. What's our, what do we do, right? And why are we at the conference? And some women were like, you, they say, where are you from? And I'd say, oh, I'm from Washington. I'm a branch manager. And they'd say, oh, I'm from Colorado, and I'm just a loan officer. I'm like, uh, excuse moi. You are not just anything. You're not just a stay-at-home mom. You're not just a loan officer. You're not just a wife. You're not just um, a librarian or just a teacher or just a, or just, just. You're not just anything. And I hate it. Hmm. You hear people say it all the time. And it's the one thing I sometimes say to myself. Like, I'm just little old Sarah. Like, Trying to play myself small because I'm afraid if I play big, people are going to figure me out. Yeah, that I'm awesome. <laughs> that's what I should be feeling. Yes. That's what I should be feeling. And that's what you should be feeling too. And so take that just out of your sentence. You are, and put an adjective, an amazing mother, right? You are an incredible teacher. You shape lives, you help people, you love big. You know, there's so many things that we are that are amazing. You need to start saying those things and take that just away. We need to start living without the weight of other people's opinions. Okay? Stop with that crappy first draft of what you're creating in your head of some story that's not even true. Let it go. Write a new version. And be in control of what you think. Because Janice has no power over you. So (laughs) tell Janice Mm -hmm. to shut the H-E double hockey sticks up. Okay, because she has no power over you. You have all the power over yourself. And it is hard. I'm not saying that it's easy, guys. It's not easy. And I struggle with it. And I just shared all my feelings. I was extra (laughs) vulnerable. But you can do it too because we're all going through the same crap. We all have the same fears. And even if your fears are slightly different than someone else's, um, we're all people and we can empathize with them. Yeah. Share your feelings, share what bothers you. Share the weight that you're feeling of other people's opinions and the opinion of yourself and let it go. Release it because, dang, you guys are amazing, right? So we got to let go of that shame and live a wholehearted life. Hey, you want to hang out with me more? You can find me at com, And if you need some more real in your life, check me out on Instagram and Facebook. Sarah Riley, Senior Mortgage Advisor, NMLS 180007, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 2289 is an equal housing lender. This is not an offer to enter into an agreement. Not all customers will qualify. Information, rates and programs are subject to change without notice. All products are subject to credit and property approval. This show is brought to you by the Riley Home Team with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. For those of you who don't know, I run a successful mortgage business and have had the privilege of helping thousands of families finance their dream home. It is so crucial to have the right team assisting you, not only so you have a great experience, but more importantly, that you're making a sound investment that reaches your long term financial goals. We have become one of the top mortgage teams in the Northwest by providing the highest levels of knowledge, expertise, and service in the industry. I always say you only know what you know, and because we've done it all, We know a lot. If you want to talk to anybody about financing, I'm your woman. You can find out more about my mortgage business at RileyHomeTeam.com.